welcome to another episode of the Bold, Brilliant and Broke podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews and I'm the stylist assistant turned coach. I help creatives and artists move from a place of struggle and self-doubt and transform them into the CEOs of their life and business. I do this by removing the mental clutter, those limiting beliefs and clearing the path so you can thrive and move to the next level in your business. So this is my holy space, my weekly space where I talk to the future creative leaders of tomorrow. They are right in the middle of their journey right now but I have no doubt they'll be running the show over the next few years and we have a lot to learn from them so dive right in, have your pen and paper ready, take mental notes if you're in the car or on the train because we we really go deep here. Not only are we going to be talking to creatives like me and like you, we are also going to be hearing from some amazing experts in the field of advertising, marketing and Instagram so that we can really dial in our knowledge and take our passion, our craft, our artworks, our design and really spread them out to the world with the power of advertising and marketing. When we go to uni there's so much that we're not talk about reaching a customer, about introducing yourself to a customer, about bringing them into your space and so these expert conversations are going to be with people who have been there, done it, making thousands, millions of pounds in their business and their bite-sized masterclasses on how we can be how we can like take our craft and then sell it. So nicely leading on, I'm going to introduce you to the lovely Carissa Hill. She's a multi-millionaire earner in her business. She's a mindset coach. Uh, she she helps people develop personal brands and show up for Instagram for their clients and really just kill it in their creative businesses. So she's this... Oh, this conversation is so good. Like I was listening to her talk and I was like, wow, I can't wait to re-listen to this and write down and implement everything you said. So make sure when you're listening to this, you're taking down notes on your phone if you're on the train or you're writing notes in a journal and then you implement these straight away. It is pure fire. So in this episode, we talk about all about big vision, the big picture that you're building in your business or your freelance career and how the little steps you do every day really add up to that big business. Hi, Carissa. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to dive into this chat with you. Yes, me too. So I've been binging on your content on Instagram, but for the listeners at home who don't, who aren't familiar with your work and don't know who you are, can you tell us who you are and who do you help? Yeah, so I am Carissa Hill and it's at Carissa Hill Coach on Instagram. Um, for the last six years, I've been specialising in helping um, small business owners specifically in like creative industries like hair, beauty, fitness, fashion, um, design um, and things like that um, to grow their brands, grow their businesses um, and specifically get paying clients <laughs> with social media uh, marketing and paid ads. Um, 
at the moment I'm kind of been going through a little bit of a transition period and I'm now more focused on um, really helping to people to build personal brands um, as well as their business brands or instead of their business brands if they have been in business for a while and they want something new. But essentially I love to help people build their audience, grow their audience and successfully connect with them and make money and sell things. Amazing. I love that. So with the people that you've worked with, what is possible for someone who's working in design or then maybe selling a product, maybe it's clothing or then illustrator, what is possible for them to, I guess, to achieve on Instagram, like through a personal brand? Yeah. One of my favorite success stories from a graphic designer client, because I actually used to have a graphic and web design business way back when I was like 19. It was my first ever business. And I've always like been a bit geeky and techy and stuff (laughs) and arty. Um, She had a graphic design business and she was just working with, um, you know, small local businesses, I suppose. And she was um, building a Facebook page, doing, I don't know, I can't remember what she was specializing in, maybe logos or something like that. And, um, I helped her to realize that she could actually get so much more work by targeting other countries as well. Um, and she'd never even really considered that. She just kind of thought that, well, I'm based in this location in this country. So obviously I have to use hashtags and ads and targeting that are like people in my country or in my town or in my city um and so by just kind of explaining to her and showing to her that actually she can choose the type of people or the type of businesses that she wants to work with um with social media and with facebook ads and actually draw them in from anywhere in the world um she managed to grow so much quicker and get clients in like you know, she was in Australia, but she had clients from the UK and from America and Canada and even Europe and things like that, that liked her work. So, um, I've always just found that, you know, with Facebook and Instagram and the advertising platform, especially you can really scale and expand your brand to anywhere. Like there's no limit. Yeah. I love that. Like, it sounds like it was like a mindset shift almost. That like, yeah. put your client through. What was yeah. she thinking before to, like, what was the difference in her thinking from before she started working with you and to when she started getting these clients that were overseas? I think it was just the, like, sometimes you just have to know that someone else has done it or that it's a possibility for you. So um, I like to push my own limits all of the time. Like, I'm obsessed with it. And I try and, like, if something scares me, I make sure to do it to see if it works. Um, but I think it was just a thinking bigger or thinking further ahead. Like she was really focused in the now she was really thinking about like, I just want to get like a few more clients now to do things with. And I kind of helped her to see, well, what is your actual vision for where you want to go in five years, 10 years from now? And what does that look like? And, and then I like to ask people a lot of questions like, are you you know just a local business or are you an international business are you a franchise are you do you have people working for you or is it still yourself do you have an agency or a team and you know sometimes by just asking people those questions you start to think a little bit further ahead or a little bit bigger than maybe you currently are thinking and um, you can really start to see what's possible and then 
I'm really into like manifestation and stuff. So then once you've got this clear vision of what you want and you decide that that's what you want, it tends to just happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> pretty you cool. To life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I totally love that because like me and a lot of the listeners, we're like one band shows basically doing everything. And I feel like we can really get caught up in the day to day. Like, Oh, like I need to make rent this week or, Oh, like, um, you know, I need money right now. I need to sell something, but like actually zooming out and like looking at your vision is a great way to like really keep focused and like just yes. that panic and that, I guess that feeling of lack that we can sometimes fall into when it's just us. Working. Yeah. You can totally get into that like fight or flight or fright type mode or come from like a state of desperation when you are really just like, I need money or I need clients. And um, you know, that state of mind or that energy actually holds you back and doesn't help you grow or focus on the right things because you're focused on what you want to get and you're not focused on who you're trying to serve. And so that, like, whether you are aware of it or not, that's the kind of message that just kind of, you know, comes out in all of your posts um, totally. and people pick up on it. So it's really important to come back and recenter and think, well, what is my actual long-term vision? Who am I here to help? How can I help them? That's what I've got to put out there. Yeah, I t totally. So it's very obvious that Instagram is like a great tool to connect us to like thousands of people at any time. Like logically, yeah. you can see why it's good to use Instagram, why it's good to show up. Um, logically it sounds great but what do you think is like the fear the underlying fear that stops people from showing up or maybe they set a resolution and they're like yeah like I'm gonna post every day and then a few weeks later they hear nothing and they stop mm. what do you think mm. that fear is from stopping them continuing and really like dialing in I think that still kind of comes back to that same like lack of a long-term vision to be honest yeah. like I mean yes it can be a fear but it's still if you're focused on just what you're trying to get now or maybe you have a really big vision like you know I want to grow to 100,000 followers and I want to make millions of dollars and all of this kind of stuff and you kind of get an unrealistic expectation or something in your head that you think it's going to happen in a week <laughs> or a month or you know, something like that yeah and so have I like I've still only got I mean compared to where I want to go I've got 42,000 followers on Facebook but on Instagram I've still got like 5,000 which isn't that much really compared to a lot of other people um but I still I still get stuck in that sometimes where I'm like oh I only got two followers today like what's going yeah. on shouldn't it be more than that um <laughs> It was my today. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes up and down all the time and you're like, oh no, why don't people like me? So, <laughs> but I think it always comes back to like, you've got to remind yourself of why you're doing it. You've got to remind yourself of who you're doing it for, um, what your long-term goal and vision is. And if that's not like really meaningful to you or really important to you, um, then sometimes, you know, you're going to, quit or you're going to think it's not working so I'm going to stop yeah. um yeah I think it kind of comes down to that so I'm you know I've still grown a seven-figure business even though I only have 5,000 people on Instagram you don't need you don't need millions of followers to make millions of dollars either so it really comes down to like the right people 
Yeah, I love that. So let's just dive into that, like creating a community online with the right people. What would mm-hmm. you say that kind of looks like? Yeah. So my ideal client has changed quite a lot over the years. And I think a lot of business owners, ideal clients do change as well as like as they change and as you go as well. Um, that's also something that's really important to come back and have a think about, um, you know, if you feel confused at any time on who you're doing it for, like come back to really asking yourself, well, you know, who am I really trying to help and who, who is my audience? And um, one of the things that I kind of love to help people with is to identify that, you know, people like people who are like themselves. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of how we are. So if you are showing up in a way where you're trying to be someone you're not in order to, seem smart or seem clever or attract or impress people that may not be like you are normally um that's gonna help like like that's not gonna help you either um you know and you can kind of become unmotivated or detached because you're not being authentic um so one of the best things to do is like really just be yourself um share your own real thoughts and visions and one of probably the best strategies if you are wanting to build like a personal brand or people who are like you and can relate to you is think about if I like who would be the ideal mentor for me and how can I be that person for other people who are like myself does that make sense yeah like so I think about I'm such a creative scatterbrain and I have so many ideas and I want to do everything all the time. But almost every coach or mentor that I've had is like, you have to choose one thing. You have to focus on one thing. You have to ignore all your other ideas. And I'm like, I really want a mentor who's going to tell me to use all my ideas because they're good. (laughs) So I'm going to be that mentor for other people like myself. Um, So yeah, I I think that was a bit of a rant, but hopefully it makes sense. (laughs) No, that's like so key, I think, because I think I've got really confused with it when I have lots of people that I'm looking up to and sometimes, you know, the messages are conflicted. I'm like, what's the best thing to do? This person says that, this person says this. But when Mm. it comes down to like taking it right back to yourself and like, what are you doing this for? Like, what would you like to hear? It makes it all kind of streamlined. It's almost as if as soon as you take it back to that, all of the noise just falls away and you get that vision back again. Yeah. And you can do that. You can literally like as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you get to make your own rules. So if you don't want to do something that other people say you should do like funnels, I hate funnels. I don't have a funnel. (laughs) I just don't want to do it. So I don't do it. (laughs) Um, So what would you do ever come across clients who, are like, I don't actually want to do a personal brand. Like, I don't want to show my face. I don't want to connect. Mm -hmm. I just want to post pictures of, you know, my artwork, or I just want to post pictures of my clothing designs. Yeah. Yeah. So how do they, how are they able to connect with their audience? Or is it more that that you dial into like why they don't want to show that show up on Instagram? No, I think that's just personal preference. And I think that comes down to your personality type as well. Like there's definitely people who do like to be seen or, you know, like to put themselves out there. And there's people who don't like my husband's the complete opposite of me. He's built a brand with thousands of followers 
um, and no one knows what he looks like <laughs> or who he is. Um, he is into like Bitcoin and foreign exchange trading and stuff that I don't even understand. But he, all, all the key is that you still have to be yourself though. Yeah. Like if, so if you are a designer or you're into fashion or something like that, my first business was hair and beauty salons and I didn't show my face in that one at all. It was just the business name of the, I'm sorry, my first business was the graphic design. The second one was hair and beauty. Um, but I didn't put myself in that brand at all, but I still put my personality into it um, just in the words that I used. So, you know, you can still, there's a follower, um, sorry, an illustrator that I follow. I can't remember what her Instagram handle is, but it's like Helene the illustrator maybe. And she has like these great little cartoons about like motherhood. Um, I think that's her it is, or I'm getting confused, but and I don't know who she is or what she looks like, but through her art and through the descriptions or the captions that she puts with it, I get a really good sense of who she is and what she's all about. And that makes me feel like I, I relate to you. And so I connect with you emotionally. Mm. Um, and so that's what you really want to do with your audience. You want to, you want them to be able to see or read your words or see your artwork or your designs and feel like, I have something in common with this person um, or they're like me. Yeah. And I guess that goes back to that vision because if we were getting to know someone in real life, we wouldn't necessarily have one conversation and be like, oh yeah, I know you, I like you, I trust you, I'm going to buy everything and buy into everything you Mm. do. Like it takes, you know, a bit of time to build that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, I'm writing a book at the moment actually called Know, Like and Trust, but I've I've crossed out the word like and I've put love. (laughs) instead because I think in this day and age if you want to build a really long-lasting business that stands out people you have to like build a brand that people actually love and like fall in love with rather than just like because that's a massive difference um anyway that's just a project of mine but I agree completely um and it does take time and I think sometimes people just expect people to find them immediately and want to give them money and buy their stuff. And while that does sometimes happen, if that's usually only because someone's already interested in buying that and they're literally searching for it right then and there. If there's other people that discover you and they like you, but they're not in a mindset or frame of mind that I want to buy something right now, then they'll follow you probably sometimes for ages um, before they see the right thing that they want and then they'll buy yeah totally and I've done that before like I've followed people like I'm part of the boss babe community and I followed that page for about a year before I actually bought into the community and Mm. it just even I was other day I was thinking how like when I followed them I was like oh this is a bit enough but like I kind of like the business talk that they're saying and to now where I am um just totally in love like I tell all of my friends about that brand like that journey that we've been on has been amazing so I'd love to know like what is your process of from someone coming across you or maybe like for an advert or like from Instagram what is the pro- mm-hmm. journey that you take them on from coming finding you to buying you buying from you and loving your brand as you said yeah Okay, there's a bit of a process. I can share with you exactly what I'm doing right now because it's working really well and what I did last year or the year before, I can't remember. Um, Most of my audience that I've grown so far, so I've got, um, yeah, there's 16,000 people in my Facebook group, which is called Coffee with Carissa, 42 on my page and 
some on Instagram, 5,000 on Instagram. Um, mostly they've all come from me giving away something for free. That's like massive value, something that I could probably even charge for, um, or that I technically should charge for, you know? <laughs> so I wrote a free ebook that's just like Facebook marketing tips. Um, and I know that if people actually read that book and implement it, that they will get results from it. Um, and so by giving them something that they're going to be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like this really helps me. And I even put some free videos in there of like, this is how to update your cover photo and this is how to um, boost a post and like stuff like that. People are like, wow, that's amazing. And then there's like a series of emails or, or um, that go out after that or some links in that book that like, here's my YouTube channel. Here's a link to my Facebook group. Here's a link to my Instagram. So I'm kind of trying to maximize growth of all the channels that I'm in, or on all the platforms that I'm on through this one amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that worked for me for about three years. That book worked really, really well to grow my audience. And then as everything does, eventually it started to dwindle and like I think I'd maxed out with the advertising or the audience that I was sending it to. Yeah. Um, or people started to become skeptical of free ebooks too, because that can happen in marketing when there's too many people doing the same thing. People are like, oh, another free ebook. Nah, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um so that happens. And so what the the process that I'm using now, which is actually working really well, and I'm sharing this in the the current book that I'm writing, um, is kind of based on the philosophy of how you would make a friend in real life Mm -hmm. and to follow the same thing online. So let's say you go out to a shopping mall and you're standing there and there's like so many people there and you have no idea who they are. How would you approach them to make a friend? (laughs) so you probably first of all you'd have to introduce yourself hi I'm Carissa um and then you'd have to say like this is who I am this is what I do and this is a little bit about me like this is the type of person that I am um and so what I've actually gone back to doing which I haven't done in so many years is I'm running an ad for page likes on Facebook and I'll run another one for Instagram um, but it's, it literally just says like, hi, I'm Carissa. I help um, small businesses and personal brands to grow their audience and make more money with social media. Um, I like pink and sparkles and meeting people who are as obsessed with their business as I am. And, <laughs> and people just see that and like not everyone likes it, obviously, because not everyone likes pink and sparkles. Um, and it's just got a little picture of me spinning around in a pink dress. And they come and like my page if they like me on first impression. Um, And then that's where this is now where the marketing strategy comes in. There's like retargeting ads that then target them with other content. So now once you know who I am, um, then I can work on getting you to like me. But I don't try and get people to like me before they know me. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, totally. I heard one of my mentors um, talking about this similar kind of strategy and she uses Instagram growth to fund her business. And she was basically saying like one of the big things that we get caught up in is talking to 
like cold leads as if they were like hot mm. leads or very warm leads and how that yeah. could be like a really awkward conversation like as you said if you went up to someone in the mall and was like oh like can I have some of your chips like maybe you'd do that to a good <laughs> friend but like a stranger it would be a really awkward encounter yeah. for everyone involved or, or hey do you want to look at my Instagram designs to like yeah. a complete stranger and they'd be like what who are you <laughs> why would they want to do that <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> so yeah. do you encourage the use of Facebook ads and Instagram ads in all of your clients' businesses at like any stage or is there a particular stage where it's good to start using Facebook ads to introduce yourself to new people? I do highly suggest it for everyone that's trying to grow a serious business because it is the fastest way to grow. Um, and it's not at all like, obviously it's a waste of money if you're doing it wrong or if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> which is why you've got to, I believe you've got to learn or like even just read advertising books or, um, you know, everybody can learn how to be good at marketing and advertising if they're willing to spend the time reading or researching. Um, but it's like, it's the cheapest and also like most people are spending money on like coffee and foods and Netflix and like all of this other stuff. And yet they see spending $2 a day or $5 a day on an ad as like so much or something. I don't know. It's just a mindset thing once again. So once you kind of think about it, well, you know, if I'm serious about going all in on this business and growing my audience of, you know, the right kind of people, you can use the targeting options that Facebook has and Instagram has to get your posts in front of the right people. Um, you do have to kind of test a lot of different ideas sometimes in the beginning before you find one thing that works. That's another thing that people do wrong is they give up too soon if they try two or three things and it doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, well, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, just Personally. need to try more. What do you but think yeah, it works really well. of testing something? Mm. Like, do you evaluate, like, so if you run an ad for the first time, it's brand new, or even at the beginning of your recent one where you introduce yourself, was it like you did it for a couple of days and you looked at the kind of feedback and if people were responding to it, what does the process of testing it look like? Yeah, it's basically just that. So, I mean, my personal strategy is I'll test something, like, I always start everything at $5 a day because that to me is like, I can afford... Like I've, I just put this kind of budget for myself of like $35 a week um, of like, this is my testing money and I'm committed to spending that money every week, whether I get results or not. So I think that's a really powerful kind of belief or mindset thing that you can develop in as a business owner. If you want to, you know, really focus on advertising and growing, just have that kind of, I'm prepared to spend $20 a week on ads whether or not I get results and you just keep testing things and you, you will eventually get something that works, especially if you're learning um, at the same time. But usually I'll test something for like, I don't know, three to four days um, at $5 a day. And if it doesn't get the results, like if it's not getting me likes or comments or sales or whatever the objective is or followers, then I'll stop it and try something else. Um, and if it does work, you spend more on it and you start spending $10 a day, $20 a day. You know, if you're making more, then you just can keep increasing it. It's like an ATM. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how you say through all of this process also, it's a mindset shift because yeah. I think 
a lot of the listeners came from like traditional university backgrounds where they were doing like art and design at university and we are taught to be like emotional with our work but when it comes to like money and the real world like it's almost like very logical and like um, mm. what our mind is thinking and saying becomes like a secondary thing what do you yeah. kind of suggest or use like because for me like every time I've kind of tried to grow a bit bigger there has been like a new mindset thing like a new limit that's come up for me what would you suggest is a good way to navigate when you come up against like a limit like say someone's listening and they're like oh I'm gonna try this like Facebook ads thing how do you negate like when the mind is kind of holding you back or when your limiting fears are holding you back that's such a good question and I think it's a really personal journey like I think it's I think everyone processes it differently um, or has different emotions attached to their limits like for myself personally I noticed that I'll get to a point like if I let's say like one of my goals was to build a seven-figure business I wanted to build a million dollar business but I tried and tried and tried for years and I didn't like this is back when my last business because I honestly didn't believe that I could I really didn't believe that I could or I believed that I wasn't worth it or I believed that I didn't know how or I wasn't capable and so there was all these like beliefs and so every time I would even start to grow and get to a, a different point I'd like kind of plateau um, oh. if that makes sense so you know I would get that little bit higher and I plateau or then I would get comfortable and start going backwards again wow. <laughs> um, and it's been something that I've had to like this is just my personal journey with it, like just work through and identify when it's happening over and over again. But um, there's a book that I highly recommend you read called or anyone read called um, The Big Leap. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. And it's all about identifying your personal upper limit habits or upper limit problems because everybody has this upper limit that, um, you know, even not to do with money, but even to do with happiness. If like, if you're too happy for too long or something goes right or everything's going really, really well, sometimes we actually create a thought or create something or we get sick or something like that that stops us mm. from continuing to have a good time or to grow. Mm. Um, and so when you can identify what your personal thing is, like sometimes mine is guilt even. like. Yeah. I sometimes feel like if I'm doing too well, then I feel guilty about like other people that aren't. Um, and I have to really come back into that. Like, no, you know, I deserve this. I'm doing well, come back to abundance. I do a lot of journaling and affirmations and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a really personal journey, but it does happen to everyone. And I think just being aware of the fact that it does happen to everyone and that it, will happen to you as you go um it's good to be aware of yeah. i love like you're you were just speaking there and i was just literally nodding ferociously like oh my <laughs> God, i do the exact same thing like one someone who i really ad admire like bernay brown in her daring greatly she I says that um joy is one of the most vulnerable emotions because to just really open yourself up to joy you kind of also have to let go of the possibility that the joy can be taken away and i guess as emotions as humans sorry we're always trying to like protect ourselves from the next worst thing you know we're yeah. always trying to protect ourselves from being eaten as it were 
yeah so yeah you were speaking that I was just nodding ferociously so just to wrap up now I want to give the listeners one key thing that you think that they can do in their business today to make a difference and to show up for their customers online one thing oh it's hard (laughs) so many things (laughs) things. let's give them like bullet points just actionable things that they can do today are we focusing on like in instagram specifically or just like in general i guess in general like holistically is good yeah holistically is good i think okay so i'm a big fan of like um I'm a really big fan of journaling and affirmations and just writing down, like manifesting what you want to be true as if it's already happened. And it works so well for me when I do it. And sometimes I forget to do it for ages and then I'm like, start doing it again. I'm like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> Where did I start? Um, <laughs> yeah. But like something like being asked to be on podcast interviews, this is a belief that I've created for myself through journaling and just choosing the thoughts that I want to think. And so it just happens. So I might grab a pen and paper and I'll write down. I love how people just email me or message me and ask to interview me on their podcast all the time out of nowhere. I don't know where they come from. It just happens. Um, And so it does. You just emailed me. We're like, hey, (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know. Who's this person? Let's go find out. (laughs) Universe. Yeah, exactly. But, and also, um, you know, whether you believe in manifestation or not, um, the science behind it, this is just a little mini lesson quickly, is that you have this part of your brain called the reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. And so when you're focused on something by writing it down, um, you'll see the opportunity that you wouldn't have seen before if you weren't focused on it. So, you know, you might've sent me an email, but if I wasn't focused on that, I may not have noticed it or my assistant might've marked it as red or you know something like that so it stood out because I was focused on it um it's like when you go to buy a new car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere like that's how that part of your brain works um so yeah if I was to give one thing it would be definitely just grab pen and paper and write down what you want to be true like for me building that seven-figure business I have done that now I've been over seven figures for several years in a row I started five or six years ago writing down I am worth a million dollars I own a seven-figure business I am turning over this much like hundred thousand dollars a month it wasn't true but the more that I wrote it down the more I started to believe it Mm. um and then eventually it came true so it took a long time but um you know or I love how motivated I am to show up confidently for my audience on Instagram every single day. Like that would be a really good one. If you are struggling to do that, like write it as if you want it to be true. Um, and by changing your mindset and your beliefs, your results always change. Um, yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. Like, I feel like you've just given us so many gems that I'm even going to like go back and listen to it and like make sure that I'm like implementing what you said. Good. (laughs) I haven't done any. That's always my goal. That's always my goal. When I have a podcast episode, I'm like, I'm going to give away everything and I'm going to help. I just want people to get results because that's what people want. And that's also what builds the no lack and trust thing yeah. with you as well. So like, don't hold back, just put it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm so with that. How can listeners get in touch with you? Cause now you've given all these germs, how can they get <laughs> more about you? 
Yeah. Yeah. I give away lots of stuff all the time on mostly in my Facebook group. That's where I'm like hanging out almost every day. It's called coffee with Carissa. Um, my Instagram is called Carissa Hill coach. Um, and my website is carissahill.com.au and that's where I have all my books and courses and things. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing. Guys, if you're listening and you love that episode, make sure you to let Carissa know how much help that she's giving in this episode. She's given her time here. And, you know, I'm just so grateful that you could share this time with us now. Oh, thanks, Kira. No worries. Okay. So, of course, let me know what your key takeaways was. You can tag me on Instagram at Kyra the Bold and let me know what you thought of this. Thanks, guys. broke creative that talks themselves out of their dreams got stuck i get it i want you to know that i've been there i know what it's like when everyone keeps on telling you how much potential you have but you can't seem to make it click you have so many ideas you know that they're great ideas but you just don't know where to start and people keep on telling you that you should be charging more for your work but the thought of selling and raising the your prices literally gives you the shits if you were nodding like crazy as i said any of those things it sounds like you might need some one-on-one time from a coach who has been there and can help you get to the next level there's a lot of things going on for you right now but you just need a strategy to help you in the next step so you can level up and go on to build the business of your dreams. There's a lot of mental clutter happening in your mind for now and you just want to get rid of it. You just want to be able to see clearly and know what your next step is. If that is you, then you need to book your free strategy session with me literally right now because it's about time the world knew your name. And you can do this at www.boldbrilliantandbroke.com and book a call with me there or through the link in my bio on Instagram at Kyra the Bold. <laughs> I can't wait to hear from you.